Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. This is Rose Cushing, host of today's Horsewoman podcast, and I'm so excited today because our guest, Sarah Chastain, was the winner at my Everything Equine Expo Colt starting this past weekend, and Sarah did her very first one, and she beat five other competitors, so I'm so proud of her. So, Sarah, welcome to our show. Good morning. Uh, it's nice for you to have me here this morning. Well, we're really excited to get to talk to you, and I know our audience is going to enjoy learning a little bit about you. You you have the Bar C Ranch in Collinsville, Alabama? Yes, ma'am, I do. So tell me a little bit about what got you involved with horses to start with. Well, I've, I've had a love for horses since I was born, I guess. Um, I was actually not raised on a farm or have any type of farm of a family. Uh, we... I was raised more in the city. It's a very, very small city, and the first chance I got, I got a horse. <laughs> right. So, as, you, as a as a teenager, I had a man allow me to to board some horses at his facility, and that is that is how I got my first horse. So, did you take some lessons from him? I did not. Uh, Self taught. I did that the dumb way, and I figured it all out myself with a very good mare. <laughs> well, it sounds like you did a pretty good job of it. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, do you, do you show? Yes, ma'am, I do. I, sh- I show uh, pleasure classes and ranch classes. Now, Sarah is, is a young and up-and-coming horse trainer. She She's... um just starting out in her career path, but to have this much success early on certainly says a lot about her ability to train horses. So would you share us with us a little bit about that experience? Training, um, training horses. As far as training horses, uh, my second horse was not so nice, and I had to get some, I, I had to learn how to fix him. And whenever I started learning kind of how to, how to train him, I fell in love with it. I was like, man, this is, this is some of the coolest stuff. And I actually don't, I don't have a mentor. I don't get to, I don't have a mentor. But I went to people, and I, I tried to get people to help me as much as I could. And I watched as many videos as I could, and I, I'm, I just learned, and I worked hard at it. Well, that, that's really amazing, um, you know, because you certainly have a gift for it. And when you reach that point with any horse and you guys bond and he trusts you, it, there's no other feeling in the world when that big animal does what you ask him to do because you ask him to. Yes, ma'am, for sure. I agree with that 100%. So tell us a little bit about what it felt like to do your first colt start, and that's a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure. I've never really talked in front of a crowd like that. And uh, once I kind of was out there a couple times, it was a lot easier. <laughs> but it was a lot of pressure. I, I had never even watched one. I did not at all know what I was getting myself into. And uh, I was very thankful to have a lot of nice people there to answer my thousand questions that I had. 
we do have a really nice group. Um, Sarah was competing against extremely seasoned trainers that do this have done this professionally for many years. I believe one of the video clips said that we had 110 years of horse experience in that ring. There were six competitors, three women, three men, and just about all of them except Sarah have won multiple Colt Sartans. So uh, you did an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, for young women coming into our industry, the horse industry is a tough industry to make a living in without any doubt, in any profession. So what would be your advice to young women who want to get into this industry and, and how to go about it? Well, I tell them what my husband tells me. If you've got a goal, just go for it. Just do it. Uh, stop being scared to try new things. And if you think it's impossible, you're the only person in your way. Just go for it. Uh, my my mentor always told me if my dreams didn't scare me, I weren't dreaming big enough. So I, I've yeah. put that to the test for sure. So tell me a little yeah. bit of, about, you know, how it felt to win. Um, it felt amazing. Uh, I really was just hoping to stay alive through it all and hoping not to freak out in front of a, in front of a crowd. Um, and... I really did not think I had a chance at winning. I, I knew a couple of others, those other trainers very well, and I knew how good they were. And I knew they had a lot more experience in it than I did in, in the Colt Spartan challenges. And uh, the winning was overwhelming, for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I've accepted it yet. <laughs> right. It was, it, it, it was very, it, it was amazing. Uh I didn't expect it. it. It was very amazing. Tell me a little bit about the horse you were working with. They were all provided by Lost Creek Cattle Company out of Tennessee. Fine, fine ranch if anybody out there listening is in the market for a horse. But tell us about who you drew and how you went about it. Um, I've, I drew a little basically. I actually got the first draw. Uh, I, was, I was picked draw first because we drew for a number. And uh, I got the first pick. And... For some reason, I just, I told myself, I said, just get the little basic. I'd never, she never would come to the pen. Uh, unlike a couple of other horses, I got to kind of pet on them. She never would come to that side of the pen. But she didn't seem all that bad. She looks like my kind of horse that I would want to work with. And uh, I, I honestly was like, I'm just going to wing it and pick her. And I did. Uh, when I got to working with her, I really liked her. Whenever I first walked in the pen and put the halter on her, it took a couple minutes, and I asked her to lead, and she threw a tantrum and flipped over and laid on the ground for a second, and I was kind of like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> and, what, and what she kind of realized, hey, you know, this, this isn't so bad. Uh, I really started liking working with her. She was very easy to train. She she was not too hot. She was a little lazy, but it it easily started coming out of her. Just you know, every session she was like, "Okay, this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad." She's very willing to work with. Seemed to have a good bit of heart to her. You know, she I, I really liked her. Uh, hey y'all, this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds, located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? 
Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition. From your performance horse to your weekend trail horse, our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. And how did you go about deciding when it was time to ride her? What told you? Um, well, I, I coach start for a living, and so I've, I've got a pretty good sense about that now. Uh, you just kind of know after you do it for so long, you kind of get to the point where you're like, all right, you know, they're moving out good. They're not overreacting to too many things. Uh, they're just at, they're doing where I want them, you know, and, and she showed me that. Very quickly, actually, I rode her on the second session, and I, I was kind of kind of worried about how many sessions it would take me to ride her. But I rode her on the second session uh, with absolutely no issues. We walked, trotted, loped out, and not 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 a single issue. That's really really fabulous. In our colt starting for people listening, we do three days, but each day is one hour in the morning and one hour in the evening. So at the end of the time. These trainers have had five hours of training on these horses, and they must compete riding out of the round pen and an obstacle course. So, had you had any experience with doing obstacle courses in the past? Yes, ma'am, I have. I actually, uh, I actually have an obstacle course set up here at my ranch, and uh, I have done a like two very small local obstacle course challenges. Uh, I hope to do a lot more of those in the beginning. <laughs> In the beginning, in the future, uh, maybe maybe even some some much bigger ones. Yeah, that that looks like that would be a lot of fun. Did you have a plan each time before your session of what you wanted to achieve, or did you just kind of wing it as you went? I had a mindset. Uh, we only have an hour, so I've you know you couldn't really go by a hundred percent of the plan because you would run out of time. But I had a, I had a very good mindset of, hey, you know, this is my goal, this is my goal, this is my goal, this is what I would like to get done, all until the very last session before the obstacle course, because little Billy was just doing so good, and she had already gave me so much, and I said, okay, I'm just going to go in, and we're going to see what I need to touch up on, but other than that, all the other sessions, I, I actually kind of had a little bit of a plan before I went in. I thought you did a really good job at not letting the other competitors get into your head because when these ladies and men compete, there are three at the time that go. And so you watch the other three, but there's two other ones while you're doing it. So it's real easy to continuously think, I wonder what they're doing over there. I wonder if I'm as good as them. So I'm glad you didn't let that get in your head. So that was really good. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm actually surprised I didn't let that get in my head. Uh, I'm, I'm not the strongest person about not letting stuff get in my head. <laughs> right, was well, hard. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very, very surprised at myself, and, and I didn't. And I was just like, all right, we're going to go in there. We're going to find the source like we do every day, and that's, that's what I did. Yeah, that's really important, you know, is to, to just be you and do you, because you are enough or you wouldn't be there. Yes, ma'am. So... 
If you do another colt starting, is there anything that you would do differently? I, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think so. I, I went in there, and uh, Johnny Cook actually, he kept telling me, he said, girl, I know you do this every day. He said, so just do what you do every day, and, and that's what I did, and that's what I plan to do again. Uh, when, when, when I do another one, is just go in there and do what I do every day, and that's kind of horse. That, you know, that's really the best way, because... When I, I, I do a TV show, and I've done documentaries about horses and a lot of different things. And there's one thing I can tell you that I see very consistently, whether it's a Mustang makeover or, or what it is. The people that get to the status to be a judge, the horse has to come first. And if you start making yourself more important than that horse and showboating, they stop listening to what you're doing. So always, always, you know, be humble and let it be about the horse and you will succeed and do well. And I'm sure you saw some of that this weekend. Yes, ma'am. I, I did, uh, for sure. So that, you know, that's just a tried and true thing. I've done them for six years, two or three. One year I did five. I mean, but I've also done a lot of, been to a lot of them. And, and that's a consistent rule of thumb all the way across the board is the judge... You know, don't you need you to be a superstar? He needs to see how you're going to make this horse the most important thing in that ring. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I agree. I've, I really kind of let my horse do her thing, let her shine, and I think that really, really helped me out there. Yes, it, it really did. You know, the, the everybody, and and I have four thousand followers on my Facebook page, and everybody is raving about you. You have become a celebrity overnight, girl, because. You know, you, you just were so good at what you did and so steady and so even-keeled and you never lost your temper with the horse. You never lost your cool. You know, you did everything right and, and that's magic when all that comes together. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you so much. What's left on your bucket list to achieve? I know that it must be quite long, but give me some ideas. Oh, um... I want to do bigger shows than I do now. Um, I'd like to do AQHA. Mm -hmm. I would love to do, you know, to ever make it to Congress or something like that. I am a fit trainer for the Mustang Heritage Foundation, mm -hmm. and I have not done an EMM yet, an Extreme Mustang Makeover. Okay. Uh, I, I plan on doing a couple of those. My, my first one will hopefully be next year. That's kind of my timeline on that. Uh, everybody keeps... Uh, commenting on my Facebook and, you know, going, Road to the Horse, Road to the Horse. I have never actually watched Road to the Horse. But two trainers that I absolutely love have participated in Road to the Horse, and that's Clinton Anderson and Chris Cox. And uh, I'm not saying that's the bucket list thing, but I would, I would like to even just go watch Road to the Horse. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but uh, I've that's about it. I just I want to get a little better and a little bigger shows every chance I get. But that's that's as far as my bucket list is at the moment. Do you um, buy and, and train horses that you sell? I I do. Uh, I buy a few horses every year, and I'll I'll train them and sell them. That's actually kind of how I got my start in training. Is you know I kind of thought, hey, you're ready to start out with a horse, and I went and bought. 
you know, what a lot of people would call some junk problem horses, and I, you know, worked a couple months on to fix them, and I would sell them and go buy some more, and that's where I got a lot of my experience uh, before I started training for the public. Jackie Turnbull's Great American Trail Horse Sales coming up in April in Virginia, and, it, and it's fabulous to go watch. But it's a good place, to, if you get a horse that's really good, it's a good place to take him and market him and showcase him. They have a trail competition that pays pretty good purse. And one thing unique about this particular sale, you go, Jackie's there Wednesday through Saturday night, and you can go and ride the horses and test them out, you know, and, and she gives a, a very good guarantee that the, that the horses have to be what the sellers say they are. Or, you know, I mean, she's really honest and it's a good straight-up place. But if you have any good prospects, you might want to consider that for next year because they do fetch top dollar there. And on the okay. East East Coast, that's probably one of the biggest, you know, trail horse sales, obstacle challenge type trail horse sales and ranch horse sales that there is. And since she was a judge and she knows you, you probably wouldn't have any trouble, you know, being able to consign some of your things. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I actually got to talk to Jackie a lot, and I actually also have a friend who's local that has a really nice Appaloosa guild and consigned to her sale. Uh, I had a little wrong cult that I was like, you know, yeah, if I went to sell him, that's probably where I would want to sell him. But yeah. uh, I actually decided to keep him. I, I need another another using horse here, and I, I decided to keep him. But I for sure will be consigning a horse to her sale one day. Yeah, you know a lot of good things about it. Yeah, you know, and, and go watch it if you get a chance because it's so much fun. And there's so much to learn there. Yes, ma'am. Well, I certainly appreciate you talking with us this morning. Is there anything else you want to tell our viewers about you that we don't know? No, ma'am, not that I know of. Uh, thank, thank you all for listening to me. Uh, I really appreciate you having me there. Uh, it was most definitely life-changing. <laughs> If you if people listening would like you to train a horse, Sarah, how can they reach you? Um, the easiest way to find my contact information is probably Facebook. I have a website, uh, but it's all under Barcy Farms. Uh, but I, I try to be on about every social media and uh, Google and everything if you can. Um, so Sarah Chastain on Facebook would also take them to your to you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Sarah Chastain on Facebook or Barcy Farms on Facebook. My husband doesn't answer anything on his Facebook, so try to contact me through there. You won't get very far. <laughs> very, very nice. All righty. Well, listeners, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed getting a little glimpse into Sarah Chastain's life. And, and I know you all joined with me in congratulating her on an amazing victory this past weekend. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. Music